into a conversation about how safe you feel as a Canadian. Because there is some new data that suggests that our our safety, our feelings of safety have plummeted. We're going to get into some of these findings. We're going to see where Canadians as a whole stand with the, uh, my next guest, who is the research director for the Angus Reid Institute. Dave Korzynski is joining the show. Dave, thank you so much for making the time. We really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Uh, happy to join even uh, in, in the later hours. This is nice. <laughs> well, ha- happy to have you and happy to have you to uh, to kind of parse out this data that that you just you just discovered that Canadians are feeling not very safe in our country. So I'm curious, before we get into your findings, why did you decide to dive into this area of research asking Canadians whether or not they feel safe or whether they're worried about crime in our country? Well, this is something that we try to actually do a regular check-in, uh, and for for us, regular is every two years. So it's just kind of like a long-term project. But we started doing this uh, when we founded the institute in in 2014, and there was another iteration of an Angus Reed uh, company that did it in 2012. So we've got 10 years of tracking on uh, the main question that we've asked about, you know, perceptions of crime. But I think that the, the biggest thing is just to keep a, a gauge on how comfortable people feel um, and how comfortable people feel across different um, experiences. You know, if you're, uh, if you're a Caucasian person versus an Indigenous person versus a visible minority, are, you, are your perceptions of safety the same uh, across the board? Because that's, you know, if we're thinking about where we would like to get as a society, it's everybody feeling safe and feeling that they can go to the police if they have a problem. Um, and we're we're seeing some disturbing trends, I would say, in just how people feel. Yeah, we've had so many conversations about different life experiences and, you know, how we approach daily life coming from different backgrounds in, in our country. Uh, the conversation about race uh, has been really prevalent over the last couple of years, I think more so than ever. So I think understanding that certainly we're not all as Canadians going to feel the same way when it comes to our safety, it makes complete sense. And I want to get into those details with you uh, in just a moment, Dave. But first, let's just talk about how you conduct your research. How many Canadians are you asking? Is it a fair representation of Canadians? How do you go about this? Yeah, so this is actually uh, a study that we do once every three months, which is our national report. It's kind of our flagship study, which um, is we target around 5,000 people. We had 5,014 here. So you get a a nice sample across the country. And um, generally, you will do a little bit of waiting uh, just to make sure that your demographic numbers line up. But with such a large sample, um, we can get pretty close. So um it's uh, it's done online. Um, that's, there's a, a large conversation about uh, how nobody answers their phone anymore that we don't need to get into. <laughs> um, but that's generally the way, the way the market research is going. Um, so it's done with an online panel. It's 5,000 people, uh, every province and, uh, you know, age group and, and income level, education level are all included in the survey. So a nice wide swath then to really get a nice representation of how Canadians are feeling and really get in that accurate temperature check, which which tells us what? When we talk about how Canadians feel and whether or not we feel safe in our communities, what do the findings suggest? Well, the, the biggest kind of thing that we've noticed, there are a couple of different um, levels that this works on. And one of them is just looking at the, you know, 
when you ask people if they think that crime in their community is rising, just as a baseline, you know, think about the area around you that you know best. And how do you feel about that area of the country? And what we've seen is that the percentage of people saying that crime is rising in their communities has been increasing. And it was happening in 2014, 16 and 18, but in a much smaller uh, iteration, you know, five to seven points at a time. We found a 12-point jump from 2020 to 2022 uh, from 48% up to 60% of Canadians who now say that they think that crime in their community is rising. Um, That's, if you look at across major cities, Winnipeggers are most likely to say that, 70%. Um, And I thought that was really interesting because if you look at the official data um, from Statistics Canada, Winnipeg actually ranks in the top three in the country in terms of their crime severity index, which tries to measure out uh, both violent and nonviolent crime. Mm. So you can see these little um, correlations between places where crime is rising and and the perception that it is rising. Um, What I thought was really important in that data, though, is that while violent crime has inched up over the last five years, Areas of, of nonviolent crime, things like property crime, are, are dropping to all-time lows. So there's this this perception people are feeling less safe. They're feeling that crime is rising in their communities um, at a much higher rate than I think that uh, crime is actually rising in, in a lot of areas of the country. But a lot of times perceptions are important, especially in an area where you're just thinking about whether or not you feel safe and you, you feel that your children are safe and that, that sort of thing. And what we're seeing is a certainly a rise in worry about that and a bit of a diminishing of confidence in police uh, to kind of keep people safe. So this fear isn't necessarily justified in terms of how many crimes are actually being reported then. This is more a perception of danger and a, and a, and a fear that Canadians are feeling, if I'm understanding you right? Yeah, because if you compare it to another question, we've got uh, another one that we ask in here, which is just, have you yourself been a victim of crime? This is something that you reported to police, so something like an assault or a break-in, a, a property crime, something there where you reached out to police. Uh, and that number hasn't changed for four years. Um, it was 13% in 2018. It was 15%, which is kind of close to our, a margin of error type uh, of response, and then back down to 13%. So while people's personal experience with crime hasn't changed, the number who say that they think crime is rising is up 18 points. Um, And there there certainly are some areas in the country where crime is rising, and it has been actually quite noticeable, Um, particularly in Western Canada, actually. A lot of the higher crime areas tend to be concentrated in B.C., Alberta, Saskatchewan, and and, uh, Manitoba. But there hasn't been a a huge change, I would say, if you're looking at the official statistics over the course of the last five years. Um, Violent crime is up slightly, but crime overall is actually quite stable. So um, whether it's people seeing stories in the news, uh, there's, you know, some pretty good literature on media coverage and and what we see and how it affects our perceptions of of what's going on around us. I think those might have an an impact here. but yeah, to, to have 60% of people saying that crime is rising in their community is pretty staggering, considering that it was 30% uh, in 2014, so a doubling. And certainly crime has not uh, doubled over that period of time. Yeah, I'm curious if this leads you into your next area of 
of research. You know, why why do you feel that you're afraid? Is it that you are just more aware of stories that may be violent crime that aren't necessarily happening in your community that's then making you more afraid in, in your own? Does this sort of dictate what it is that you ask participants in your studies moving forward? It, it certainly could. And in one of the areas that we focused on a couple of times over the last few years are um, the experiences of, uh, in, in one case, um, Asian Canadians uh, throughout, you know, the first year or so of COVID-19, because we, while while those crimes aren't necessarily reported, there's a, a considerable rise in hate crimes across the country, um, both in the, the uh, officially recorded statistics, I believe it was up 27% uh, over the last year, um, and in people's perceptions of it. When we go out and do a study, there are a lot of people who face abuse, um, that they might not have reported, but those are experiences people are having. So you're, you're certainly seeing that, um, I think, as people get away from the, the COVID-19 isolation, um, there's this, this sense that they're just a little bit more aware of what's going on in their communities now. And we're, we are seeing a lot of high-profile stories. If you think about the period in, in which we asked these questions, it was only uh, a week or two after the uh the stabbing that, that spree that happened in Saskatchewan, and that's the kind of thing that gets a lot of attention. Um, so the the violent crimes t- do tend to get the most attention, um, and you most listeners probably haven't heard that property crimes are at their lowest level since 1965 on the news. Um, it's just that that kind of thing of of, of what gets coverage and, and what people are talking about in their life. Um, and I should say that. Uh, the thing that that kind of correlates with this is that you know confidence in both the RCMP and municipal police is also down. So people are are feeling like there's more crime happening, and they're also feeling less confident uh, if they have an issue in going to police. So I think that's important as well. Dave, I'm curious, when you conducted this research, was there anything that really surprised you when you were talking to Canadians about the way that they feel safe or don't feel safe in their communities? I think the biggest thing is just that, that that trend line and the fact that it is so significant that that people are uh, more worried about what's happening. Um, and I think what was really interesting was, uh, you know, for people in BC, as we've had municipal elections around the province, there has been a theme that has been developing of, uh, you know, crime and safety has, has become a big community discussion, certainly in Vancouver, certainly in Surrey. Um, I'm in, in Kelowna currently. It was a big theme of discussion uh, out here during our our uh, municipal races. And I think that even if people won't say that it's their top issue, um, you know, polling around uh, this, these elections often had housing as the number one issue as people are kind of worried about that and the cost of living. Um, but crime is one of those things that, that really does uh, kind of, it, it creeps into the, the calculus uh the more that you kind of think about what you value. And I think that just the fact that we're seeing such significant numbers, you know, 60% of of Canadians saying that they feel like crime is increasing uh, in their community, 66% in BC. um, It's uh, it's, it's, that part of it, I think was the most surprising just to see it it rising so much because we have, we had been trending uh, downward from about 1998 to 2014. The rate of crime was, diminishing uh, year over year. And then it started to tick up a little bit. And it, it this feels like the the 
first kind of wave of this study where we've really picked up on Canadians being a little more aware and concerned about it than they have been uh, in the last three or four times that we've done this. And can you talk a little bit about minorities and the various experiences that people from different backgrounds feel? Was there a specific minorities that say that they feel more unsafe than others? Well, so we have this broken down into uh, respondents who identify as a visible minority. We've got Indigenous respondents, and then we've got those who say that they are, are neither, and they fit into our, our non-visible minority or Caucasian um, grouping. And when you ask about um, a question like, do you feel safe walking around in your neighborhood uh, after dark? That's kind of a, a nice baseline question of how do people feel you know, if you're just walking home after work or some situation where you're out by yourself. And, you know, in Vancouver, you've got 34% of residents who say that they do not feel safe walking home uh, in the dark. 41% in Winnipeg, where, as I mentioned in the first block, the one of the, the highest crime areas of the country. Um, when you look at those, those different uh, ethnicities, um, you do find that uh, Indigenous respondents are a little bit more likely to say that they don't feel safe. It's uh, 28% compared to 22% on the average. Not really much of a change between the visible minority and non-visible minority groups. But where you do see quite a significant gap uh, with those groups is when you ask them about the confidence, you know, if you have been a victim of a crime, are you confident that you can reach out um, to the RCMP, to another uh, policing branch for help. Uh, and we've only got 33% confidence among Indigenous respondents, whereas it's 48%, so essentially half of the uh, non-minority group, and at 41% for visible minorities. So um, you know, at least a 10-point gap and even a little wow. bit more, about 15 points uh, between Indigenous and, and non-minority groups. So that's where you see a big group. And, and we talk about the fact that statistically about 29% of crimes actually get reported to police. And I think that's where you start to see why crimes don't get reported to police, because there's just a lack of confidence with a lot of, of Canadians across the board and, and particularly in certain groups. Sure. And I would imagine that, you know, amongst Canadians that don't identify as a, a visible minority, that confidence has been shaken based on a lot of recent stories that have been talked about, about the RCMP, the, the sexual assault scandals that have been dogging the, that organization. Uh, of course, the gross mishandling of the Portapic mass shooting uh, has really raised a lot of questions in terms of the way that big cases mm-hmm. are handled with those organizations. So, you know, to imagine that our trust has been shaken as Canadians as a whole it's not necessarily surprising, but it certainly puts us in in a bad spot if we don't feel like we can trust law enforcement. Is it just RCMP, Dave, or is it uh, local law enforcement that uh, Canadians are losing faith in as well? Uh, the local law enforcement branches tend to have a little bit more confidence. Um, what's interesting with the RCMP is that when we the first time this study was done in 2012, there was kind of a fallout from the Robert Picton trial there were some high-profile um, kind of controversies going on uh, in the country, and, and confidence was only 38% in that that first iteration. It jumped up to 67% by around 2014, and what we've seen is a is a 20-point drop since then, uh, including seven points uh, in the last two years. And so, this is the first time since 2012 that we've had below majority confidence in in Canada in the RCMP. So that's certainly a problem, and I think that 
people within the RCMP, within policing organizations, are very aware of some of the perceptions that have been going on um, in you know, in an area um, like Toronto, there's been a lot of issues um, during the Black Lives Matter protests. There were some very, uh, you know, t- tense discussions about the role of policing in that community. So these are things that have been evolving over the last number of years that, uh, you know, police, uh, the the organizations are aware of it. And there's, you know, communication plans are being prepared and are trying to be executed to, to try to address this. This is not... Um, I think something that is would be news to them. Um, but to go back to your question about just the confidence in other p- police forces um, in Ontario, in Quebec, and in uh, Newfoundland and Labrador, where there are provincial police forces, uh, confidence is about nine points higher. And then for wow. local municipal police forces, uh, about a four point advantage over the RCMP. So. Um, the RCMP is certainly on the lower rung there, and I think some of the issues that we've been talking about kind of point to why people identify that that group as uh, you know a little more critically than they might their local police force. Sure. Well, Dave, there was uh, a lot of information to get to. I really appreciate you uh, uh, <laughs> filling us all in. Uh, I, I know it's late, but uh, I think it's an important conversation, and uh, really appreciate you coming on to have it with us tonight. Yeah, no problem. Thank you, Chelsea.